0: Thanks for joining us, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. The 40-year-old Buckeye Boy. Now, it's just weird yep. for me to say that.
1: It's weird for me to live it.
0: Well, trust I'm me, my man. man. See, I'm glad you're playing that for yourself. Yeah. You've played that for me all these Senior years. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose.
1: I can. I can still... You
0: serve you do. a purpose. You still serve a purpose. And I, I appreciate the purpose that yep. you serve here at the radio station. And I'm sure Karen eh. appreciates
1: question mark. I'm sure there's she, something I do.
0: That that she does appreciate? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll take your word for that. Usually not provided. on
1: purpose. It's usually something totally too, accidental. Accident.
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing that thing. Oh, oh. I, I did? Oops. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Great uh we have some unfortunate uh, sad news yeah this morning we've had him on the program i think a couple times over the years i remember three one, or four maybe yeah i remember going to do a game over let's say like oh i can't remember where who it was they were playing junction was playing and there was multiple lightning delays and we didn't get out of there till i didn't get home to like four o'clock in the morning from the front range but uh we had Bert Borgman mm-hmm. when he was the assistant commissioner at Chassa that spent a lot of time we, we talked for like half hour 45 minutes about all kinds of Chassa yeah. related you know topics when he was over there at that same game. and uh, Matt Borgman that uh, coaches here in the valley on junction mm-hmm. staff. Bert was his his uncle, but uh, Bert Borgman passing away. After a stay in the hospital, uh, no cause has been uh, been given on this. His son, Logan, made that announcement on Facebook. But uh, 6 o'clock last night, Burt Borgman passed away. And um, grew up in Broomfield, graduated from the University of Northern Colorado, lived in Aurora, you know, was involved, obviously, with, with Chass as assistant commissioner for for many, many years and um just hate hearing that cuz bert was a guy that we we would see at games have on the show occasionally uh was always gracious was always uh, you know straightforward would he'd did tell you what he thought about things mm-hmm. but uh gosh we're so hard, you know so sad today to hear that and sad for for matt and obviously his family that uh, bert, bert borgman has passed away
1: yeah it's just unfortunate saw that this morning on Twitter Ryan Casey, our buddy Matt Meyer putting out some nice sentiments for uh Burt on on the internet, social media. It's just kind of a it's kind of a bummer, yeah, to come across this morning.
0: Professional guy, classy guy, a good person in Burt Porgman. Yeah. So we're we're so sorry to hear of his passing. All right, we'll have around the NFL coming up a little bit, latest on the Broncos coaching search, but it's time right now to talk a little High School Basketball with Montrose Coach Steve Skiff.
1: Talking Montrose Girls Basketball with Coach Steve Skiff on the team.
0: And it's brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Montrose Girls Coach Steve Skiff with us. Good morning, Steve. Happy New Year, sir.
2: Good morning. Happy New Year to you guys as well.
0: Uh, Eight and one start for your basketball team. You guys went over and played at uh, Kent Denver on Saturday, getting the 44-34 to victory. First, uh, you know, area, your your action, I should say, back, uh, see, that wasn't this last weekend. Pardon me, that was prior to the holiday break, but that's the last game that you played. Uh, so a, a good win to, to send you into that holiday break, and now you get back on the floor tonight, Steve, with this uh, matchup with the, the Central Warriors as league play begins.
2: Yeah, you know, it was a really good uh, start to the season for us. You know, we were excited to to get that win over Ken Denver, their quality program. And, uh, you know, now it's it's on to league. So that's uh, going to be a tough matchup and no tougher matchup than, than starting out with Central, who's a really good program, you know, kind of a veteran squad with uh, a lot of returning players from last year.
0: Well, for you, you have a senior in Briar Moss that's played really well to start out the season, averaging almost 12 points per game, uh, just uh, over four rebounds per contest. So she's done a good job in in terms of leading the way from a scoring standpoint here early on for you.
2: She has. She's done an excellent job for us, you know, really shooting the ball well, uh, but also doing a lot of the little things, going in, rebounding, um, you know, helping, you know, with, with guard play, taking care of the basketball. So just excited to see what she's you know bringing to us and, and she's also a great leader for us which you know when you're playing young kids it's always nice to have that great senior leadership and she's doing that for us as well
0: and one of those young players that's been uh really good for you so far this season just a just a freshman averaging just about seven points per game macy berg i believe we've talked about her before she's uh, had a really good start to her varsity career
2: she has you know we're uh we're playing two freshmen, Macy and, and Maggie Leg and, and I think the first eight games were used to, you know, kind of settle them in a little bit to varsity basketball. It's a little bit different than uh, middle school basketball. But both of those kids have done a great job of, you know, coming in, not only playing hard, but just kinda you know, learning our system, learning how to play with the rest of the players and, and they and they've had huge impacts for us to start the
0: season. Montrose Red Ox girls basketball coach Steve skip with us when you had uh, the the contact you had with your players during the holiday break or some things you tried to to address, Steve, as you get ready for league play and here for the, essentially the, the second half of the season?
2: You know, I think the big thing for us is, you know, defense. Defense has always been a staple of a Montrose girls basketball program. Um, you know, and so we talked about how the intensity level of teams we're going to play, the Centrals the Fruit, of the Durango coming up. The, you know, we, we're going to need to be Ramp our defense up even more, and then you know, offensively, I think we just talked about executing a little bit better, Um, playing with a little bit more confidence on the offensive end. um, Were a couple things that we try to focus on.
0: Central comes in six and five, and uh, they played a really tough uh, weekend schedule. They were went over to the front range and uh, faced some pretty good competition. uh, Lost all three games uh, to Fort Collins, Douglas County, and Centaurus though uh, played Centaurus really, really tough, but unfortunately uh, coming up short on Saturday, losing 43-39. For them, uh, Christina Manzanares, who's been their, their top scorer, out with an injury right now. Uh, from my understanding, um, in time with Mary Doan, not expected to play tonight against your ball club, but that doesn't mean Central, that there there aren't uh, still talented scores on that basketball team, most notably Bryn, uh, Bryn Wagner, that can really fill it up from the outside.
2: Yeah, you're right. You know, um, Central is a very talented team, and they're a very experienced team, you know. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate to hear about Christina because she's just such a great player and and a good kid. And so, you know, we hope she gets back healthy quickly. But, uh, you know, Brandon, and Alex are are awesome players, and and Central did have that tough stretch over the weekend. And, and, you know, I think they're going to be better for it. You know, I've always said that going over to the Eastern Slope playing – hard games, you know, win or lose, it's going to help you down the road, especially uh, when it comes to playoff time.
0: Yeah, and I think for them, Jasmine Hernandez is a player, junior, that's averaging over six points per game. She's had some some good games here to start out the season, uh, Steve, and so she can certainly be a, a big scoring factor for them potentially.
2: Absolutely, she can be. And, and I think the thing that, you know, Coach Stone has going for her team is they're a pretty experienced team. You know, they've been in a lot of big games making two, you know, really good runs in the playoffs last year. So they're used to playing, you know, tough games, tough games on the road, you know, whereas I think our team is is still, you know, this is going to be one of those situations where this this could be the first big game that some of our kids have seen, and and you're just waiting to see how they respond to that.
0: Well, it should be a great one tonight. Uh, Tip off right around 6 o'clock for the girls, the boys at 730, and we'll have coverage of uh, the game tonight. Montrose hosting Central on our sister station, 95.7 The Monkey. That's 95.7 here in the Valley. And for the folks in Montrose, 93.5 FM for Red Hawk fans there, for Warrior fans down here, uh, 95.7. And uh, Larry Newland and Pat Hooley will have it for you tonight, both games, the boys and the girls over on The Monkey, uh, our Highway 50 game of the week. Hey, I appreciate it, Steve. Uh, Good luck tonight against Central, and uh, always enjoy talking with you.
2: All right, thank you guys. Have a good
0: day. You too. Take care. Steve Skiff, coach of the Montrose girls basketball team joining us on the program. So you can always go to 957themonkey.com and uh, stream it there as well. But you can also get the schedule, plus at, at the team 1340.com, you can get the schedule of the Highway 50 games of the week because we'll also have uh, Montrose hosting Palisade on Friday night as well. So, uh, But Central tonight at Montrose, and uh, should be a good one between the Red Hawks, and the Warriors. All right, time to go around the NFL. And so here's the the latest list of coaching candidates for the Broncos. These are coaches that the Broncos have requested to interview. Okay. Former Saints coach Sean Payton. University of Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh. Guy that's in-house, Ajiro Viro, their defensive coordinator. Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Moore, former Tampa Bay head coach. Of course, Dan Quinn, former head coach mm-hmm. of uh, of the Atlanta Falcons, infamously blowing the lead in the Super Bowl, losing to the Patriots in overtime. So we'll, we'll have our candidates ranked coming up in a little bit. I'm going to bring back the clip with Benjamin Albright. Because we had him on yesterday, who's mm-hmm. Broncos country tonight. Uh, 850 KOA insider, talking about Sean Payton. And the negatives on – we'll start with Sean Payton. The negatives that he feels that that Sean Payton brings to the Broncos – or at least things about him that are, in his opinion, are red flags about the former Saints head coach.
3: Sean Payton has to want the Denver Broncos, and I'm not 100% sure that he does. The Saints want a first-round pick and more. The Broncos are short on draft capital, and that's without even getting into the other logistical hurdles. Sean Payton's defensive coordinator would be Vic Fangio. That would present a problem in bringing him back to a locker room. I think the legend of Sean Payton outpaces the actual production of Sean Payton.
0: So if you ask Benjamin Albright who should it be, he thinks it should be Dan Quinn. Here's why he likes Dan Quinn.
3: I've had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me that that Sean Payton will throw anyone under the bus. It's never his fault. I've had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me that Jim Harbaugh's a jerk and very tough to work for. You won't find a person who worked for, with, or played for, or with Dan Quinn that has a bad word to say about him. He has had a track record of success. He's been to a Super Bowl. All
0: right, so you get the the vibe there that (laughs) that Benjamin Albright, not a big fan of Sean Payton.
1: Yeah, it kind of comes across that way, doesn't it?
0: Is there truth in what he's saying, though, in regard to the legend of Sean Payton? I mean, if you're going to criticize Harbaugh about the current violations at Michigan, then I think you brought up Bounty Gate in the past with Sean Payton, which mm-hmm. led to him being suspended for a year. Yeah. And also being punished by having Kevin James play him in the movie. So... Sean yeah, that's Payton.
1: worse than bounty.
0: I think it's way worse than being suspended for a year, mm-hmm. having Kevin James play in the film. But I tend to agree with Albright that that with Sean Payton, there's a lot of there's a lot of problems here, aren't there? In regard yeah. to Payton. No more, just getting him to Denver. And then what does that mean when he gets to Denver? Because it's not a guarantee that Sean Payton. Is going to fix all the Broncos' problems, fix all of Russ's problems, and everything's going to be, you know, barbecue and beer and Skittles, and it'll be a wonderful day for everybody. And Russ is going to throw for five touchdowns in a game, and Denver's going to go undefeated. The Vic Fangio equation is a problem because there are guys on this team that were not fans of Vic Fangio.
1: No. And that was a year ago.
0: That was, yeah, it wasn't like it was 10 years ago or five years ago. It's
1: not like it was Kubiak or Shanahan or original McHoodie. Exactly. This was a year ago at this time. He was, it was Black Monday, right? Right. And so we're going to be
0: just you know a season removed from Vic Fangio's time in Denver, and so he's going to come back, and Broncos players are going to be perfectly fine with Vic Fangio returning. Mm-hmm. Some will be okay with it. Some will not. And so I, I just tend to wonder with what's going to have to be given up. Because it's going to be at least a first round draft pick, and and other things, it's not it's not going to be just a first round draft pick to get right. Sean Payton. And I and I agree with Benjamin Albright. I don't I don't know if Sean Payton's all that interested. I just don't get the feeling that he is. I think it's it's a leverage opportunity for him. Just to, to tell her the teams in the league, hey, look look the Broncos are interested mm-hmm. in me. Look they
1: they would like me to be there. But if you're George Payton and Greg Penner, you could also use that for leverage of yourself. On on your own, right? Sean Payton wants us. Sean Payton (laughs) wants to be here.
0: Exactly. It could work both ways. You know. It could be a positive thing for the Broncos as well. I just, I don't, I tend to agree with Albright that there's more hype than substance with Payton. Sean Payton. Mm Got to clarify here. Agree or disagree on that?
1: I mean, until somebody's in the building, I know they talked with Jim Harbaugh virtually, right? Until people get in the building, it's hype with all of them, right? Sure. I mean, it's, it's all hype until we actually have an interview of, yes, this person was here, and we interviewed them. And we talked to Jim Harbaugh virtually because he's still in, you know, double-secret probation jail for his lying to the NCAA. But I just—it's it, all hype, Right. I don't think Benjamin Albright necessarily wants Sean Payton to be the head coach, from what it sounds like. But it it's not really up to Benjamin Albright either. No, you know. No, I think
0: he's just he's just offering up his opinion on who right. it should be, and he thinks it should be Dan Quinn. And
1: And I mean, people have lots of nice things to say about a lot of coaches that have never done anything. You know, Nathaniel Hackett was a nice man. That's not good enough for Broncos fans. You know, it's well, it's winning.
0: The, the proof is also in the five and that's twelve I mean. record, yeah.
1: It doesn't matter how well people speak of Dan Quinn. He is not known in football circles as man, that's a great guy. He is twenty eight to three guy. Right. Which does doesn't matter fair yeah, or not. It's
0: not yeah, it's, you're right, because that's how the, that's how they're gonna look at it mm-hmm. is that yeah they blew a twenty you know blew a lead at halftime in the Super Bowl, lost in overtime to the Patriots. Yep. So Kyle Shanahan played a role in that happening Mm -hmm. too. But you're right. It's going to be Dan Quinn because he was the head coach of the Falcons and the buck stops
1: there. Bill Belichick is Emperor Palpatine, but he's got a handful of rings, so no one really cares. Yeah. You know? So you can be a nice guy and lose, or you can be Sean Payton who, yeah, you know what, he's hard to get along with sometimes maybe. Some people don't necessarily like working for him, but he got the job done. He beat Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, I I understand where Benjamin Albright's coming from, but I'm just saying that's that should not be the disqualifier. Some people don't like him. There's no, eight the, billion people on this rock. The, the that stands to reason somebody doesn't like the Dan's disqualifier I
0: have about Peyton is you have to give up too much to get him when you don't already have a lot to give up anyway. Mm-hmm. Vic Fangio's return complicates things as well,
1: but. And I don't, I don't know how to wiggle out of the Fangio thing. I really don't. The giving up stuff that you may not necessarily have, and how it it may set you back for the future, that may be the case. But the Rams made that wager and won,
0: and it worked because they they were able to, thanks to free right. agency, find a way to. To, to build a right. roster that won a Super Bowl. Now, we and can know, Denver do the same thing? Possibly they so. They can.
1: We know the Broncos fans, though. They will be like, yeah, I'll take that wager any day a Super Bowl and then no draft picks for the next four years. They'll I mean, win the Super Bowl. And then five yeah. months later, like, oh, we didn't have any draft pick. This is unacceptable. Well, that's, why, do we ever, why would we ever do this? Why would we mortgage the future for the now? Yeah. So that's what you have to balance if you're George Payton. It's not everybody it is, is going to be. Look,
0: I'm, I'm a member of Broncos country. It is a overreactionary bunch. Yeah. There are times that there's a faction of it that just they lose their mind over stuff they should never lose their mind over. They get home
1: ever. from the Super Bowl you. parade and would we'll be like, this yeah. is unacceptable. <laughs> Why did we trade all those draft picks? What did we even get You out don't of get
0: to have both. You don't get to bring in right. free agents and have to trade draft picks to get them or to get Sean Payton or Russell Wilson and complain that there's no draft picks. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Simple as that. Don't get to have both. One final thing here before we take a break.
1: You might lose your fan card for saying
0: that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, Bill safety tomorrow. Hamlin back in Buffalo, that uh, left the University of Cincinnati Hospital a week to the day from, of course, the scary moment in Monday Night Football. And uh, just great to see him back yeah. in Buffalo. Said that the medical staff there was, was already, you know, folks in Cincinnati were top-notch, and likewise for the mm-hmm. folks in Buffalo. So good to hear that he's back in uh, the city of Buffalo. All right, eight nineteen, and it's time to play Triple Play Record Stadium Cinema.
1: New York sports,
0: TV shows,
1: and movies. Let's play Stadium Cinema on the team. Yes, first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets the downtown double play with Triple Play. A $20 gift certificate to our friends at Triple Play Records, downtown Grand Junction, and then a small antipasto salad courtesy of Junction Square. And it is on the text line, text only to 970-242-1340 first to identify this sports movie
3: well another loss seems imminent for the struggling new york knicks
1: there you go
0: okay so first correct answer you get the downtown Downtown double play with triple triple play play, gift card to triple play Mm -hmm. on main street great disc golf gear disc you can throw on your turntable yep all kinds of cool stuff there on Main Street. And then, of course, a small Anaposta salad from Junction Square Pizza, 7th and Main.
1: Text only 970-242-1340. If you want any time in the last two weeks, sit it out.
0: Okay, please do. Please sit it out. All right, so uh, before we talk to Taylor Wagner coming up here in a few minutes about the Maverick uh, women's team heading to South Dakota, we have uh, Lee Grasso and we have uh, Jesse McKinley. Uh, Sophia Grosso's Recovery Journey is what we're talking about today. Ladies, thanks for, for coming in.
4: Thanks for having us. We're going to have you
0: grab that microphone and move it a little bit closer to you. There we go. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll it'll cooperate. So, Sophia's a junior at Grand Junction High School. Uh, she suffered a brain bleed, and she's been over in Denver, emergency surgery here, then flown to Children's Hospital over in Denver. She's at Craig Hospital right now, world-renowned recovery facility, and so played volleyball, golfer at Grand Junction High School. So the the event coming up, and we'll start out, Lee, with you, is to, to raise money for, for her recovery.
5: Absolutely. Um, as you and said, she's your niece, by the way. She, so she is have. my niece. So Sophia's been at Children's Hospital since um, September 12th. She was flown there the early morning of September 12th. She She's actually being transferred to Craig on Sep, uh, Wednesday, actually, okay. to continue her recovery journey. Um, and, um, you know, we've been blessed with a lot of outpouring of support, but the family has now, it'll be four months on January 11th, and we want to make sure that Sophia has the best opportunity for her therapy. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're asking our community to help support that. Um, they've already been so generous, so generous. And um, Jesse's going to talk about a fundraiser that's coming up on January 21st. It's going to be lots of fun, and the money goes to a great cause.
0: And this is through the United Volleyball Club, Jesse. So this is out in Palisade. So. It
4: is in Palisade, and they are giving us the use of their gym, which is amazing. Um, and it, we're going to do a cornhole tournament, but also a silent auction. Um, we have so many incredible items and gift cards from, from the community that are going to be up um, to purchase at the silent auction. So we hope that people who don't want to play cornhole will still come out and join us and maybe have a glass of wine. The volleyball building is on the back side of the Ordinary Fellow Winery. Okay. Um, so grab a glass of wine, come check out the silent auction, and if you want to play cornhole, we'd love that too.
0: So we're talking about $40 to play? Is that what we're looking at here?
4: Yep, it's $40 per individual. You register beforehand, um, and you can do that through your guys' website, and there's a link.
0: And that's the team1340.com, by the way, to get signed up uh, for uh, the the fundraiser for uh, Sophia Grosso.
4: Yep, and we are partnering with the Grand Valley Cornhole Club, and they are doing the whole tournament for us. And so they have an app called ScoreHolio, and you download the app, and then it's free to register, and then it's uh, $40 at the day of the event.
0: And so, like I said, Lee, going to, to Craig Hospital, um, What what is, I mean, in terms of where is she right now in, in regard to her recovery and, you know, I, I don't know about, you know, is she, you know, plan to get back on the golf course, maybe play volleyball again someday, but what's, yeah. I mean, obviously, number one, just yeah. kind of like with DeMar Hamlin, just want her to be yeah. healthy, a healthy individual once again. What is her recovery looking yeah. like right now?
5: Absolutely. Um, well, one of the things the doctors continually remind her parents, our family, is that it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so this is a long, long recovery journey. But she has made enormous gains. I mean, from the day that she got there, we didn't even know she would survive the night. Just about seven, eight days ago, for the first time, she um, very faintly whispered, but you could see her mouth the words, I love you, Mom. I love you, Dad. And those are the first words that we've heard come from Sophia. And so she is a fighter. As you mentioned, she's a volleyball player, a golfer. She loves sports. and she is working hard. She goes to that physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and she, she works hard. But it is still a long, long journey ahead for her. Um, there was significant damage from the hemorrhagic stroke that was called for, caused from her, the AVM, which is an arteriovenous malformation. You can read a little bit more on, if you go to the, the Facebook site that Jesse talked about, there's a link to a GoFundMe. I mean, if you wanna just see her medical updates along the journey, that's a great place to to look, and if you want to find out a little bit more about that,
0: and like we've discovered with Damar Hamlin with Sophia, if you can be young, healthy, athletic, and have these kind of horrible yep. things happen to yep. you, so uh,
5: absolutely, that, yeah, that's one thing they've told us that you know the young brain um, is a very dynamic organ and it can find new pathways, new ways to rewire and connect itself, and we're already starting to see that in terms of the level of responsiveness from Sophia, which is increasing um and so you know we're we're very optimistic but it is um it, it is a long journey there's no doubt about that um but you know we know she's there for the fight so
0: absolutely sophia strong no doubt about that Absolutely uh, for uh, sophia grasso and uh, once again jesse give us the details our website the team 1340.com you can go there and, and hit the link to to get signed up for the the fundraising event out in balisade but once again, give us some, some details on this.
4: Um, it's a Cornhole Tournament and Silent Auction. Um, $40 per individual to play. Register beforehand through um, following those links. And that link will take you to our Facebook event page, which has all the information and also has the link to her GoFundMe if you'd rather just donate to help out the family.
0: Absolutely. Please do. Get out and play Cornhole. Donate. Go for the Silent Auction, whatever you do. But please help uh, donate in this uh, wonderful cause. Ladies, thank you so much. Appreciate that. and. And, uh, Lee, hopefully a a complete recovery for Sophia. I know it's a long journey, but sounds like she's on the the right path.
5: She is. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it, ladies. And, of course, right now it's the 8 o'clock hour, the Preston Lee Country Financial Hour, and he believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. Coming up next, we'll talk a little Colorado Mesa women's basketball. Taylor Wagner, that's on the way on The Jim Davis Show.
1: Listening to the Jim Davis Show on the Team One Hundred One FM Thirteen Forty AM Grand Junction. Talking Colorado Mesa women's hoops with MAPS coach Taylor Wagner on the Team.
0: With us right now on the Chick Fil A Breakfast Team phone line, he is the coach of the Colorado Mesa women's basketball team. Taylor Wagner joins us. Good morning, Taylor. How are you?
3: Good. How are you doing?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Uh, you know Taylor when you look at your basketball team right now I think the one of the issues that, that you had with your your young team was just not playing defense uh, the way that you felt like they should have been this last weekend kind of changed that perception didn't it your team had one heck of a weekend defensively
3: yeah they were really locked in this last weekend um, you know all week we just talked about we've got to do a better job contesting shots and not blowing in a blowing assignments and they, they really were locked in and kind of were there for each other, and hopefully we got a little bit more of that this weekend because uh you know, we got a tough test but they I think they're enjoying it too, so that's a good thing as well but when they you know i we we kind of talked about let's let's make sure we get a few quarters under uh ten points or less and and they definitely did that this weekend
0: i know that that was one of the goals for your team defensively. Was the limiting them to to ten points, no more than that, in a quarter? And you, you certainly, you know, started the weekend out uh, doing that with Shattering State and uh, Shayla Powers, really talented player for them. That uh, your team did a nice job defensively against uh, the Eagles in total. You know, leading up to the weekend, what, what were some signs that you saw that hey, maybe we're starting to to figure this thing out a little bit on the defensive end?
3: Well, there was just a little more energy in practice. You know, I, I think they were. It's such a delicate time right now because we really have to make a move or we're going to be, you know, sitting out of the playoffs, and and I think they realized that. We had a great week of practice, and they were just locked in, and, and it was it was just good to see that, you know, the talk was there, the energy was there, and, and the, the competitive spirit and practice was there, so it was kind of refreshing as a coach to feel like okay that things are starting to come together right now and, and uh you know if we're getting some leadership from some of the kids and we don't necessarily have to say everything they're kind of policing themselves on you know when things aren't going well they can adjust and talk to each other
0: yeah going back to and state game i mentioned to shayla powers one of the top scorers in the conference she held her to, to 13 points she had six rebounds but uh she was it. I mean, nobody was anywhere even close to to double figures. I mean, their, their second leading score actually had one other. Uh, Dollinger had seven points, but outside of that, three points, two points, one point. I mean, you you let her kind of get hers a little bit on fr- in Friday night's win, but it wasn't a whole lot. uh only gave up thirty one points in that win on Friday.
3: Yeah, the the powers. She's a hard guard. You know, she's just really wiry and great around the, the basket. We held her below her average, so that was good. But everybody else stepped up too, and you know, we, we we kind of have talked about like, hey, let's have everybody act like your best player on the team, and uh, you know, because when we just talk about two or three girls every week, you know, that's when someone else goes off that you weren't really focused on, and it just seems like everybody's kind of coming together, and. Wanting to play defense and and enjoying doing that, so like I said, it's refreshing as a coach. And I know the girls are really excited, want to continue doing it.
0: Colorado Mesa women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner with us on the Team Sports Network. Maverick women on a three-game winning streak. One more point from the from Friday night, and then just in total from the weekend. Kylie Kravig, I'm glad you finally gave her a little bit of a rest on on Saturday. 33 minutes on in Friday night's game. She had 17 points. Uh, logged, uh, you know, not quite that, but pretty close to that on, on, on Saturday night against Colorado Christian. Uh, she spent a lot of time on the floor for you this weekend.
3: She has, you know. Like I said, she's been a warrior for us. And, uh, it, was, it was just a great two games, I thought. Uh, you know, one where we were able to get everybody in and reward them for all their hard work, too, but... Uh, you know, back to Kylie. I mean, Kylie's just played so phenomenal for us. She she has big a big role every weekend and running our offense and and guarding the best perimeter player. So it was nice to give her a little blow.
0: Colorado Mesa women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner with us. Mavericks also getting the win against Colorado Christian, fifty-two to twenty-nine. Another stellar performance. And I, I think the comment that, that I heard you make, Taylor, after the game was that you were so focused on defense that at times you forgot about scoring the basketball a little bit in that one. But yeah. uh, but you know enough to get the job done, right? Uh, 59 or 52 points for your basketball team. And uh, Olivia Reed, another solid game. Double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, uh, Jamison Heaton had 9 points and 7 rebounds. She had a really strong performance for you as well. But uh, like I said, the, the focus on defense... Uh, kind of put uh, the offensive end in the the back of their minds at times.
3: Yeah, I mean, we hit a wall in that second game, in that second half. It felt like in that third quarter just nothing was going in for us. We really wanted to uh, attack the rim, and we were kind of settling for some three-pointers. But the defense held up, and that was the good thing. And and like you you mentioned, Olivia, Olivia's played great all year. Jameson had a big weekend for us. you know, from that guard spot, rebounding really well, and that's what we need. We, you know, everybody on that starting group now is really feeling comfortable, and they're having big nights on on different games. And so, it's it's nice to see that where we're having a little bit more help from everybody, offensively and defensively.
0: Well, now it's a trip to the Dakotas. Of course, you were up there for the crossover or the you know, the, the challenge earlier in the season in the, in the non-conference part of it, going up to South Dakota. But this time, it's uh, conference play: Black Hills State and South Dakota Mines. And you look at the standings right now: Black Hills State uh, five and two, and Armac play ten and three. Currently sitting in fourth. Uh, that's your opponent on Friday night. Always a, a big matchup and a team that. You know, defensively has got off to a great start this year, Taylor. They're second in the conference behind the School of Mines in a scoring defense at uh, just around uh, 58.5 points per basketball game.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're always a, a good defensive team and and always top up, you know, in the top of, of half of the standing. So they're playing well this year, and they do a lot of different things in the game where they switch up their defenses, and that's one thing, you know, we're going to work on this week is trying to adjust to everything that they kind of throw at you so we're prepared for it but uh, again they're, they're playing well and, and it seems like every game we go up there it comes down to the last couple possessions so uh, we've, we've got to be ready for them and, and they're a handful this year
0: danica coaster for them they uh, their leading score about 15 points per game what's uh, what's the scouting report on her
3: Well, you know she's she's a tough guard. Um, She hasn't played the last couple games, uh, so we we don't know if she's going to play in our game or not. But she can shoot the three. She's a a guard that can go in and post up, and then she's just really feisty. Um, She gets to the free throw line more than anybody on their team. So it's just it's really it's a tough guard. Whoever we put on her, they've got their hands full. Like I said, they're. She may or may not play, we don't know yet, but she's missed the last three, so we're gonna prepare like she's gonna be there though. Uh
0: Nikki Van Wyke has been there though. She's uh, about eleven points per basketball game, about ten and a half per contest. So uh that's another player that uh, gonna have to, to do a good job against defensively.
3: Yeah, I mean their guards are really good. Uh you know, they just they all can shoot it, they can all drive. and uh we've gotta be ready for her. She's really gotten better every year. And, and it's playing well too, and, and if Danica's out, then you know a lot of it will fall on her, and, and she's just a good, good, good player all around.
0: And then on Saturday, it's uh, South Dakota Mines. They have really struggled to start the season. Uh, currently, uh, they sit right now in the cellar in the conference uh, with Chadron State at two and seven. They're two and thirteen overall, and you just look at some of the overall numbers. They're they're right now currently thirteenth. Uh, as far as scoring per game, they're uh, next to last in scoring defense. It's been a a struggle 2022-2023 for uh, the Hard Rockers.
3: Yeah, and, you know, we've got to throw all that out there because every time we've gone up and played it, for whatever reason, it is always a close game with them and their gym. uh, You know, looking at their scores, they've played everybody close. They're right there in it, and... We cannot overlook them we've like we talked yesterday. It's like we've got eighty minutes we've got to focus on, and maybe even eighty five if it goes overtime and that's the way we've got to prepare and be ready for both teams, and they're both going to play well against us, and you know they've got uh, the best three point shooter on their team, and so you let her get going, and you know things can change quickly for us. She has a good game for them.
0: Yeah, Piper Bauer has been their leading score on the season. What have you seen from her in the past, and and also on film?
3: Yeah, I mean she just she's already made 46 threes this year, and we're only halfway through, and she can just shoot it. You know, we we were able to watch them earlier this year uh, against Permian Basin in West Texas, and they, they they're scrappy, they play hard, and uh, they kind of feed off her a little bit, but they've got a they've got a bunch of other players that. Really get after it, and uh, you know, can at any point have a good game. So, got to be locked in on them as well.
0: All right, hopefully continue the the three-game winning streak into hopefully another uh, sweep this weekend on the road. Black Hills State on Friday, and then South Dakota Mines on Saturday. Friday on the Team Sports Network with uh, our pregame coverage uh, for that one at uh, four forty-five. Followed by the men's game against the Yellow Jackets and a rematch of last year's. Uh, uh or should say uh, South Central Region Championship game in the Sweet Sixteen and then the Maverick men and women at South Dakota Mines on Saturday on eleven hundred K N Z Z. And that's a three forty five pregame for that one. Four o'clock tip the Mavericks against the Hard Rockers, followed by the men's game uh, from uh, Rapid City coming up on Saturday on eleven hundred K N Z Z. Taylor, I always appreciate it. Thank you so much and and good luck this weekend on the road.
3: You bet. Thanks.
0: All right, Taylor Wagner, coach of the Maverick women's basketball team. Right 841, Jim along with the Buckeye boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Coming up, we'll have pole dancing. We'll rank our uh, top five teams. Do we, I guess we're going to keep, because I don't want to blow up your rankings. Uh huh. Even Philadelphia KC, we'll, we'll keep in there as well. Yeah. Even though they have buys this weekend, but just the, the playoff, playoff teams. teams yeah. They are playoff teams, just have a buy this weekend. And we'll rank the Broncos coaching candidates as well. For pole dancing. Uh, do we have a winner yet by the way? We do. Okay, winner for the Triple play Records Stadium Cinema, the Downtown Double Play with Triple Play mm-hmm. and Junction Square Pizza. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another
1: winner on the Team Sports Network. Chris correctly identifying the whoopee great Eddie.
0: Where she takes over as head coach of the Knicks, right? Yes. Frank Langella, which they actually ended up having a real-life little thing from, they filmed that movie together. Yeah. Like he, owned, he owned the Knicks in the movie. <laughs> and then they ended up having a, a romantic relationship. Yes, they did. Alright, very good. Well done. 842. Pole dancing is coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.
1: Good morning. Woo! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
4: We got it together, didn't
1: we? Alright. Coming to the stage, it's Amber. Remember, everybody, $14 Kamikaze. Let me ask
4: you a question. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it, really, really nice.
3: Get those dollar bills out. It's time for pole dancing.
4: I can easily feel myself slipping.
0: All right, it's time for pole dancing. Our top five NFL playoff teams... Top five Broncos coaching candidates. And you can share those with us on the text line today if you'd like to. 970-242-1340. i got one from Jared this morning. Agreed on the Peyton hype. Just an experienced head coach and an offensive coordinator that understands what Wilson does well. Also, Larry from Clifton. Seahawks are laughing all the way to the playoffs right now. Pete Carroll is a quarterback that plays the way he wants, and they have a top five pick. Yeah.
1: Without having to lose to get it. Exactly. That's helpful. All right, so here we go.
0: I threw in an honorable mention. I did too. Dallas is my honorable mention with the Philadelphia Eagles, my number five team in the playoffs. Yes, I get it. They're the top seed in the NFC. I'm just... I'm I'm not... They're not Minnesota for me. hmm But I do think that they are vulnerable. I just get that feeling about them a little bit. And we've certainly saw if Jalen Hurts gets hurt again, Mm -hmm. they are really going to get on the struggle bus. But I got Philadelphia as my number five team.
1: I have Philadelphia as my honorable mention. Yes, they get a first-round bye, But they're kind of limping into the playoffs, both literally and figuratively. I don't know. Number five is Jacksonville, mainly because I wanted to tell this story. When teams win championships, the WWE sends them the replica belt. Jacksonville's co-owner, president of such-and-such, such, Tony Khan, owns rival wrestling company, AEW. If they win the Super Bowl, what does the WWE
0: do? Oh, do they, do they do send they him a belt? Do they send
1: him a belt for his parade? <laughs> oh, oh, it's juicy.
0: Just oh, that now could their be fun.
1: That's why I have Jacksonville number five. Okay. Also, I think they're playing really well. No, right?
0: they're playing really well. I've got Cincinnati number four. I just think right now, with with the way they have played since about week three of the season, mm-hmm. I, I just you know I understand what you know, what happened with that night in Buffalo. How you know it certainly shook mm-hmm. both football teams, understandably yeah. so. With Demar Hamlin's injury, I just think the Bengals defensively, and and even though they lost Collins at tackle, you got Joe Burrow. You got Mixon, you got Higgins, you got Chase. They're playing some really good football. Mm -hmm. I like Cincinnati the way they've played heading into the postseason.
1: Yeah, I have Cincinnati number four. I think our top four is the same four teams, just in some different order. Okay. Cincinnati number four, I agree with you. And, I mean, they're the defending AFC champs, and I don't know anybody that really can beat them when they're at the top of their game in the AFC because we saw Kansas City can't. We don't know if Buffalo could have. Yeah, And who else is really there? You know, I have Kansas City number four.
0: Or Cincinnati number four. Uh, Yeah, Cincinnati
1: <laughs> number four. My bad.
0: I have Kansas City number three. Top scoring offense in the league. Man, they're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've not missed Tyreek Hill. I just think defensively, they're still, they're vulnerable. Defensively. Yeah. I think that's the concern I would have. I think Pacheco's made, a, made the running game stronger. I think McKinnon's been a a brilliant addition by the part of of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I just think their, def- their defense makes me a little bit leery of picking them higher, even though that offense is the best in the league.
1: Yeah, I, I understand all that. I have Kansas City still to come. I have Buffalo number three. They're playing really, really high on emotion right now. They're a very good football team. Don't get me wrong. But they're playing really, really high on emotion now. And when does that tank run out? That's the only reason I have them at number three right now. Otherwise, I think they would be higher. I just I worry when that tank runs out, what's going to happen to the Bills. But I have them number three.
0: I just think with their, their offense as good and as diverse as it is, mm-hmm. and with their, their defense, yeah, you're right. You make a valid point about emotion. And that could come back... To haunt them at yeah. some point, and and not having Von Miller mm-hmm. from a pass rush standpoint, Look, I just and let's
1: not forget the on field loss of Demar Hamlin as well, which
0: is which is big because he was becoming a huge factor in their second in their secondary yeah. in just his second year.
1: And who they're going to have to go up against in Cincinnati and Kansas City and all the others? That's a that's a big loss.
0: I just think cold weather at home on the road. The Bills are built even with the the challenges they have right now. mm-hmm are built to, to win the AFC and so I have them number two
1: I have San Francisco number two I think they're cruising right now and they're doing all this with a third string quarterback their defense is for real and I like the Niners, they're number two
0: I have the Niners number one I get it, they play in California Mm-hmm. But not that the But it's not like they're playing Bay, in San Diego. That the Bay Area is not. Yeah, that's the point I was going to make. Mm-hmm. They play in the Bay Area where this time of the year, weather's not necessarily sunny in seventy five. To me, they're a team that's built to win on the road. Great running game with McCaffrey, all the things, the challenges that he poses for mm-hmm. posing defensive coordinators, George Kittle. They'll get Samuel back at some point the way Brock Purdy has played, plus oh yeah, that defense you were talking about. Yeah, they're pretty good. With with Nick Bosa and company. Not bad. That's a team that is built to win on the road, kind of like Buffalo is, but I think even more so with San Francisco, I, I just think their their defense is in better shape than Buffalo's defense right now, but I, I just think that they are such a challenge for anybody on both sides of the football, mm-hmm. and they can they can win it in a variety of ways, and they're Look, Brock Purdy is the future of that football team. If we if we not let's just just say that it's not going to be Trey Lance. It's Brock Purdy. See you, Trey Lance. See you, Trey Lance. See you, G. Brock Purdy's the guy now. Yeah, he could be. And I, I just like San Francisco going into this whole thing to 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 win the NFC and to I think to end up winning the whole thing.
1: Uh. I don't know if they would. I'm with you right up until the very end there. I don't know if they win the Super Bowl, but Let's see. we haven't gotten to that point of the, that's the prediction my, yet.
0: That's my prediction on January 10th today.
1: Yes. I have Kansas City as the number one team. I think from coaching the head coach to the coordinators to the position coaches to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, the guys on that defense, there's not a whole lot of what do we do now? when yeah. things go against them, and that is going to be huge in the playoffs. And I their offense is less explosive without Tyreek Hill, but their offense is more dangerous. It's more
0: diverse. I, mean, I think
1: More diverse, more dangerous. Any given play, any guy could get the ball instead of we got to go to 10 here. I, I like think, Kansas City. I
0: think since Hunt's departure, mm-hmm. their backfield is as diverse and dangerous as it's been. Agreed. With what Jerick McKinnon can do. Yep. He's become a nice toy for Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes to play with. I think Pacheco, who Denver should have taken a longer look at, he's been really, really good. The rookie out of Rutgers. I I think the top three are really kind of interchangeable to a degree.
1: I agree. A top four including Cincinnati, I
0: think. Yeah, and probably Cincinnati as well. My top four. Yeah. Uh, But it would be my top four as well. Yep. All right. So that's our top five heading into the playoffs. Now, Broncos coaching candidates, I'll throw a D'Amico Ryans as my honorable mention. Agreed. I think at some point he'll be a head coach. I just think on this list of kind of what I'm feeling like the Broncos need, Mm -hmm. he's he's honorable mention. I have a Giro Vero, or ever uh, a Vero, excuse me. I always have a hard time with his name.
1: Yeah, double E.
0: Broncos current defensive coordinator who's under contract, and so Mm -hmm. say Dan Quinn comes in, Vero could still be there. That He's in house. He's shown that I think the ability to lead and has done a great job with this team defensively. Lack of head coaching experience concerns me. I have him as my number five candidate, despite what he's done in Denver.
1: Uh, I can't say his name. I can't spell his name. I don't have him at number five. I have Sean Payton number five because of the cost. Right. Right. And he could also be like, hey, you know what? Pass because yeah. of their situation. Pass. I have Sean Payton number five.
0: I have Raheem Morris number four. Guy has been a coach in this league. Mm -hmm. He's done a great job out in LA with the Rams. I would like to see him get a second opportunity. I don't think it's going to be with the Broncos. But he'll interview for the job. I have him as my number four.
1: I have double E number four. Adiro Avero.
0: I have Sean Payton number three. Not that that I think Payton will get it Mm -hmm. or wants it. Or that I'm the biggest Sean Payton fan in the world. But he does check the box of been there, done that, been right. to two Super Bowls, won a Super Bowl, veteran head coach, who you would like to think could could do some things to turn Russell Wilson around. Oh, keep in mind, and this is something Benjamin Albright brought up about him, their records were not... The record the last three years with Drew Brees, when he was still, you know, at times, healthy and mm-hmm. a, a good quarterback, an upper tier quarterback, they weren't good. And not so... Great. I have Sean Payton there primarily because he's been there, done that, won a Super Bowl. But the cost is going to be too. I, I I can't disagree with where you're putting him because yeah, I just I don't think I don't think it's going to be realistic for him to end up in Denver.
1: And another thing for Sean Payton is a concern I have for my number three big dumb khaki pants himself, Jim Harbaugh. Is I know you hire coaches to fire coaches, and you may not have them for very long. But Jim Harbaugh is usually a four or five year shelf life, and that worries me. Sean Payton as well. He's already bounced from New Orleans. Well, how long is he going to want to do it? I have Jim Harbaugh, number three.
0: Okay, I have Harbaugh, number two. Experience, but you're right. Shelf life, but with Rush, you have a shelf life. I have Dan Quinn, number one.
1: I, I have Raheem Morris, number two. I think he's a really good candidate, echoing everything you said. I also have Dan Quinn, number one.
0: Okay, very good. All right. Hour three coming up. Next hour, Colorado Mesa, men's basketball player, Blaze Three Also, CMU head men's basketball coach Mike DeGeorge will join us next hour as well. So who's in your top five? Who's your top five ranking them as far as Broncos coaching candidates? So we'd love to hear that today. Also, your your top five ranking the teams going into the playoffs. Super wild card weekend. Catch every game on the team this weekend. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday with the first ever Monday night playoff game. Hour three coming up.